Hi guys, I want to talk to you about Patreon. Patreon is the platform that helps us give you exclusive content every week. Become a Patreon member and support this podcast at patreon.com backslash heifers. Your monthly donation really helps us out a lot. Do you think you can handle it? Make some noise! Gossip and Welcome into the Gossip and Heifer Show, Michelle. And Rochelle. What's poppin' Heifer? I'm still hoarse. Yeah, I know. But you're of getting course. better. It's, it take a, it's a process to get your voice back. But you know, when I go to work and cuss some kids out, it get worse. <laughs> it's like I can't get it back. Y'all leave me alone so I can get my voice back. <laughs> Jesus. Help me. If there was a candy camera in the classroom, that'd be some classic comedy. Girl, I you promise know, you. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> you know, I have my, I, I see myself having those. I, I have Friday moments in the class. <laughs> you know Big Worm? Y'all remember Big Worm? Them kids always asking shit. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm looking at them, what the fuck you want? <laughs> what the hell do you want now? <laughs> All right. Just be sure to check out the J. Anthony Brown radio show every weekend featuring the Gossip and Heifer segment, Political mm-hmm. Scoop. Watch out now. Okay, on the iHeartRadio app, so download that app and you can listen to it on demand. And I have to talk about this movie we recently watched. It's an old school movie, but we watched Fiddler on the Roof. Yes, the Jews. (laughs) Bernie Sanders. (laughs) I'm saying because, you know, I used to love this movie when I was younger. Yeah. It's a musical and it's Jewish based. And I was looking how the whole romance and marriage scheme was set up. Yeah, I would have ran away. <laughs> Do you know I would not never, 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 never. And I'm saying never. Let my mama and daddy, especially mama, speak my man. He'd be a little short, rich trick. <laughs> With no personality. No personality, just dry. <laughs> little penis. Oh, girl. Mm-mm. I don't think my wanna did this like that. No, I hope She's like, baby, let me see your goods. Cause I told my girls they got a test drive before they... But he buy. Oh, but I'm still test driving. It was a range. <laughs> you do <dumbass. laughs> Ooh, my bad. <laughs> you know what? Test driving shit. But just looking at that movie and seeing how marriages were arranged. It's you know almost like scary, but at the same time, is that needed to come back? Because how the romance thing is going nowadays. Well, shoot, mom and dad gonna have a hard time. <laughs> It'd be easier. It's gonna be easier on the daughter. I mean, I'm I'm serious because if you was a, you would think about it if it was just about wealth. Mm-hmm. The kind of fucked up people you be married to. Right, right. You know, it's gotta be more. Mm-hmm. Personality. Yes. Are we at least around the same age racket? Morals, sense of humor is very important. <laughs> his balls low. Flow. I don't want to marry him, Mama. I'm sorry, I can't do it. <laughs> He's got long balls. <laughs> well, long balls are a whole different topic than what you were, you know, discussing up in here. But I was just tripping off of that, just watching how they had to arrange marriages and how the all three of his daughters went against the tradition of hey. marriages being set up. I think one married somebody who was poor, mm. one married a radical, and one married an educator. Mm. All, and you had to, you had back in that that time you had to get the father's permission, or a matchmaker had to set you up. Well, I think them girls chose better because they chose love. Right. But you know what I noticed that I didn't notice when I was a kid is all the racism that was in there. Mm-hmm. You know how folks just coming in there bum-rushing weddings and shit? Yeah, I know. So disrespectful. Just, you know, oh, it's history. This. It's history. That's all it is. It's hatred and ignorance. You know, white folks has had this for a long time, ain't it? <laughs> since, since the Bible. <laughs> Speaking of hatred, let's get to Conspiracy Sister on Rush Limbaugh. First, a political statement, if I may. Another idea is stolen from the black man. Blackness conferred. Thank you. This is Conspiracy Sister saving my people from the summer place. Shall we have a sip of some of this black power tea? Keep on sipping. Sip slow. Because this is white folk opioid. Rush Limbaugh. (laughs) 
crackers of the crackers. When you look up cracker in the dictionary, Rush Limbaugh and Trump should come up. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, everybody's upset because crackhead Trump has given this man the highest medal of any civilian in the world could, could have. You talking about a pole white trash. <laughs> Angry. Full marriage having divorcee. I'm not done. He is opioid addict. You know, everything they talk about, you know, these white folks nowadays. They all love opioids. <laughs> but back in 2006, this trick had a warrant. You know, for, for what? Drugs. <laughs> and this pole white trash dividing hating cracker mm. got in trouble again June 2006 detained by drug enforcement at the Palm Beach now you know it's serious when you get caught for drugs in Florida <laughs> it's serious this is the same man that asked a college student to put her sex on, on the website so he can watch mm. If we are going to pay for your contraceptives and thus pay for you to have sex, we want something for it. And I'll tell you what it is. We want you to post the videos online so we can all watch. Even though when you have them, little fuckers, we're not going to pay for them. But God has a sense of humor. You know what his humor is? Stage four cancer. All I'm saying is when this trick die, he's going to black hell. Where he gotta pick cotton for Negroes and milk cows for Mexicans and get his ass whooped when he don't do it fast enough. <laughs> I wish hell had a damn had a TikTok. TikTok? A, a TikTok, you know the app? Yeah. So we can watch. <laughs> I wanna see this motherfucker picking cotton and getting beat by black folks. I hope they let Nat Turner come and visit him and beat his ass. <laughs> And you gave the highest medal to him. But like I said, like minds think alike. Trump is a freak as well. And racist as well. Just like this punk. And on that note, conspiracy sisters out. Well, what can you say? All I'm going to say is I would love to see his face when he realized Jesus is black, Moses is black, and your ass going to hell. You know, it's so sad when we live a life of such hatred, yeah, stupidity, mm-hmm. and by the time you die, it's too late. It's too late. But then you realize during death, you were wrong. Yeah. I, I, You know, I think the arrogance is so bad with him, he wouldn't even realize it at that point. Oh, no. God going to show him. <laughs> God and Satan going to get together <laughs> and show him. Oh. Nobody, nobody will miss this message. Yeah. We all going to get it. <laughs> I just pray mine is softer. Exactly. Let's get to headline news where we're talking about how social media can be used for the better good to unite people with purpose. In this case, social media took a big portion in the investigation when the Mississippi State Prison System, there was videos floating around about the conditions of the prison. I mean, they were just horrible. The treatment of the prisoners, horrible. I'm not saying anybody locked up should get you know, just brutalize. Well, let let stuff. me say this: <laughs> if you committed rape, murder, mm-hmm. molested children, fuck you. <laughs> but go on, go on with your story. <laughs> or and, and, and rob elderly people. But the Civil Rights Department announced that it was opening an investigation into the conditions inside four state prisons in Mississippi. Mm. The investigation will determine whether the State Department of Corrections adequately protects its inmates. Red states. <laughs> right? Okay, you already know. The pro will also investigate the prison system to provide suicide prevention and mental health care. When you already, you know, out of society, you'd have committed some fucked up shit and you in prison. That's a whole psychological situation altogether. But I would just think it would be better for society that once they're released, that they have therapy already in hand while they're serving time. They normally come out worse. (laughs) No, I'm serious. It's the truth, though. You are absolutely right. The habits, you know, they get around other people with a, you know, criminal mindset. And all they want to do is learn these tips, come out. And, you know, when society doesn't accept you because it's hard to get 
employment when you serve time. And they need, they need to change that. They really do. I mean, because there's situations where, you know, this wouldn't be a, a option to me had employment been uh, available to me. Yeah. Because most of my brothers are chopping up crack. Mm-hmm. Nope. Smart. Smart as a motherfucker. Right. Look ignorant. <laughs> but smart. <laughs> and if you just give them the chance, give them the tools they need. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, what a better place. But they're not going to do this because the main people they lock up are brown mm-hmm. and blacks. Right. And they don't want you all learning. Oh, excuse me, want us. <laughs> well, I am black. They don't want us learning. They don't want us having no, you know, kind of, let's get together. Right. You know, they don't want that. They don't want the unity to happen. So this jail, jail is another cycle of slavery. Yeah. Breaking the family and breaking a black man. Breaking the Mexicans and the Puerto Ricans. <laughs> Shut the hell up, Rocky. <laughs> they breaking everybody. Civil white folks. The coronavirus death toll has risen to 636 people, including a doctor who gave the warning of the virus coming. Mm. Okay, this is ridiculous. That doctor was killed. He was only 34 years old. Oh, he was killed. He, he didn't get a corona. <laughs> but, you know, he was letting people know in late December this virus is getting ready to take, you know, a big major plague effect. Mm, how do you know in December? Well, I'm just telling you. Was he eating on it? That's when he was up on the situation. There was a newborn they just had 36 hours after his birth was diagnosed with the virus. That baby ain't had no bad suit. But the mama may have. Girl, there you go. Mama you know, sick. the mama may, be, may have been sick. And now Ooh. they got this cruise ship that has the virus on the ship. Oh, y'all just going to be in the ocean. Right, because everybody is just like locked up on this ship until they get this whole thing situated. There's no vaccination for this situation. Oh, no. The, you know, I'm no antibiotic. Nothing that's stopping this. And as people travel, they don't protect themselves. They see the uh, early signs of it, you know, thinking it's just a minor cold and it turns into something else within a few days. Oh, Lord. Yeah, it's it's dangerous. And it's very scary. Yeah. I'm like, uh, uh-uh. I, I don't even know about it. You know, just. But, you know, I, I, it's just crazy how this shit started in China. Mm-hmm. And they claim it comes from bats. Bats. And I think, well, yeah, animal transfusion to uh, humans. Yes. They made it very clear. The studies have shown it ain't no damn snakes. It is bats. Mm. And you got to realize, folks in China, y'all have, they don't have the regulations of food like we do. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen a street market in China, how they do do food? They chop that shit up there. Yeah. Blood everywhere. Then they cook it up. I mean, there's no sanitation. Right. But then to why y'all eating bats? <laughs> why? <laughs> what was the video you showed me of a bat cuisine? Girl. It wasn't that they long said ago. That's the main reason why folks are getting sick. They're eating bats. And it was a bat soup. And this Ugh. bat looked like it still had hair on it. Ugh. It had his head. I don't want my meal looking at me for one. <laughs> But that, it looked disgusting. It was like a bat floating broth. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. A new Netflix documentary may lead to reopening of the Malcolm X murder case. I've watched mm. the documentary. It's very interesting. And you already know they have, you know, mixed affiliation with the Assassination Nation of Islam, FBI. Um, it, it's just, I believe it was the FBI. Right, well, you know, anytime there's unity in the black community, when you have a leader that is outspoken, and that gets the job done. That mm-hmm. it's a threat to society altogether. So that's yeah, like I when said, the FBI get involved. They don't want no togetherness, right? Black Panthers, <laughs> break them down. The gorillas, <laughs> break them down. Malcolm X, take them down. Garvey, goddamn it, Martin Luther King. I can go on. You can go on and on for days. It was depicted in the Spike Lee film Malcolm X to feature Denzel Washington that it was Muslim affiliated and that the nation basically was going against Malcolm because of his power and his influence. It was getting, it was getting a little too much for him. But you know, that's the sad thing about black folks. And we suffer from this shit right now, especially in Houston, Texas, (laughs) the pettiness, the clicks, you know, this is something that's always destroyed black people Mm. and we have not learned, but I watched an um, documentary not Netflix one, I'm going to check it out. Right. But where they said they did set up some black men at the front, but the bullets in Malcolm X's body mm-hmm. came from the balcony. 
Yeah. Where they had feds up mm-hmm. there. Same thing with the MLK assassination. There was bullets that was supposed to be coming from a different direction than what they say that was reported on the news. Well, we, we all know they smothered Martin Luther King mm-hmm. and spat on him before his death in, in the hospital. On a more chipper note, Boston's first retail pot shop in Massachusetts and first minority-owned marijuana business has been approved more than a year after the first shops opened elsewhere in the state. Mm. This is brother control. You understand me? What black power? The State of Cannabis Control Commission voted to give final license approval to Pure Oasis. Mm. I like that. <laughs> now, where's that again? Well, this is uh, a pot shop proposed by two local black entrepreneurs, and the approval comes three years after they uh, approved their first marijuana law as located out of Boston. <laughs> you dumbass, you talking about getting a goddamn plane ticket? I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> I just don't like them two places. I don't know. Yeah, I heard about Boston. I ain't, you know. Boston like Memphis. Like, <laughs> left Memphis. <laughs> I don't know, but you know, I hope Texas get on the get on the list. I don't know why Texas, but you know, Texas be bullshit. But I also got to remember where the legalization, when it became illegal, came from Louisiana, then Texas, right? So they're like they're gonna be the last one standing. Mm. No, you understand the tax dollar that could be saved if cannabis was just legalized in the state. Girl, just ask California, <laughs> ask Colorado. <laughs> All these places are flourishing because of cannabis. Legalized sales, but and anyway, I bet crime went down too. You know, matter of fact, I saw a video recently on Memphis. It was a video talking about you know, come see the city of Memphis. Mm, uh, I saw that. It was very beautiful. Commercial. It was a beautiful commercial, but I know the truth. <laughs> now let me tell y'all something. Y'all ain't from Memphis, but people that are from Memphis gonna know who the, what the fuck I was talking. About. <laughs> I was just hollering at my cousin. And he's, y'all ignorant Negroes is about to put Willie Harrington back in office. What? That was a start. That was the start of the fuck up. Oh, let me tell you something. After being a resident and a native of Memphis, I've seen the city go from chandelier to shit. Yes. Okay. I just recall how rich it was. And I'm not talking about just financially, but the pride that was in the community. Yes. In the city. And how Beautiful. we had different things going on in the city. It was a very happening place beside Elvis. Yeah. But now, you the let king. these politicians get in order, and they have this personal agenda, and they fuck the city up when the city has so much potential. That's yes, what Lord. pisses me off about Memphis. Yeah. It's sad. It's yeah. sad. It's got so much potential. Things, a lot of things under Willie that was doing good for the black community fucking left. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Close down Liberty Land. What the hell? Girl, <laughs> everybody know anybody from Memphis know about Liberty Land. That's when the fairgrounds <laughs> took down. That was the that's, city's only theme park. Yeah, that's what it looked. The fairgrounds would start right there. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew around October, your black ass was up in there. <laughs> Black children in the area had jobs, teenagers. <laughs> right. You know, now they got nothing to do. Nothing to do with bullshit. So I'm hoping that the city does turn around because last time we were there was for our uncle's funeral. And we, when you just do general driving in the city, it's almost like a makeover gone bad. It's, it was like it was in the midst of a makeover. But it ain't doing but it ain't shit. Ready. It ain't right. done yet. You know, keep them bandages on, boo-boo. <laughs> your, your, thing, your lipo ain't done. Right. But, you know, Memphis has... One thing I will say about Memphis, the food is phenomenal. What? I don't care what food chain that you have in your city. Mm-hmm. Go to Memphis. The food chain going to be 10 times better. I don't know what that is because just being out in this neck of the woods and we have the same chains affiliated that's in Memphis, the shit ain't the same. I don't know what the hell that is. Lenny's is based out of Memphis. Right. Right. Texas, it sucks. <laughs> IHOP. It's based almost everywhere. Right. Now, Here? Girl, in Texas, it sucks. Anyway. I mean, I could go in the barbecue. Don't You can't touch it. Right? I don't even want to have that comparison on it. It's like MC Hammer. Can't touch this. City of Los Angeles has just announced that it will host a public memorial for Kobe and his daughter Gigi, as well as seven other lives lost in a tragic helicopter crash. I really can't imagine what kind of crowd's going to be out there because there are so many Kobe fans. 
and it, there's so many, you know, just basketball lovers in general. It, it's still sad, man. Like, you know, I, I'm just tired of people bringing up that bullshit on Kobe too. We're going to get into that right now with entertainment news as we are bringing up Gail King. She has been the topic of conversation for the last couple of days in reference to her interview with Lisa Leslie. Let's listen to the clip. It's been said that his legacy is complicated because of the sexual assault charge, which was dismissed in 2003, 2004. Is it complicated for you as a woman, as a WNBA player? It's not complicated for me at all. Even if there's a few times that we've been at a club at the same time, Kobe's not the kind of guy, never been like, you know, please go get that girl or tell her or send her this. I have other NBA friends that are like that. Mm-hmm. Kobe's, he, he was never like that. I just never see, have ever seen him being the kind of person that would be, do something to violate a woman or be aggressive in that way. Is it even a fair question to talk about it? considering he's no longer with us and that it was resolved? Or is it really part of his history? I think that the media should be more respectful um, at this time. It's like if you had questions about it, you've had many years to ask him that. I don't think it's something that we should keep hanging over his legacy. I mean, it went to trial. Yeah, but the case was dismissed because the victim in the case refused to testify. So it was dismissed. And I think that... That's how we should leave it. Now, one thing I'll say about Lisa, that she did hold it down in a very professional manner. Yeah. You ain't going to break me. Right. I ain't talking about my friend, tree. <laughs> and see, that's what I think most interview opportunities, when it's a scandal going down, even though she is a great athlete. But at the same time, let me slide this in. But I'm like, this is not even a scandal going down. This was like, what, 16 years ago? Right. Why are we talking about this shit now? Especially at this time. You know, the man just passed. His daughter just passed. His remaining family are dealing with some real, real tragedy. Man. And not only just by losing two members of the, you know, the family, but now they gotta listen to the media bullshit. Yeah. And I, I, you know, it's so sad because his oldest daughter, Mm -hmm. you know, she's seeing this shit. Right. She's hearing this. Y'all have no morals, no Mm. respect. Nothing. There's, you know, I understand you're a journalist, but there's got to be a moment in time where you say, you know what, let me be humane. Right. Let me have some respect. Matter of fact, I caught a video on Instagram by Bill Bellamy, and he said that he had various opportunities with interviews, you know, with Michael Jackson, with Prince, and both of these artists right there had scandals in their past. Yeah. But he said he chose at that time not to even bring those things up. Because it was just oh, things what? about morals and having a personal relationship. Because how many opportunities do anybody have to interview somebody like Michael Jackson? Somebody like Prince? Mm. Okay? Those are two legends. You just don't get an opportunity to interview every day. So you're going to take that opportunity shit on name. to bullshit and shit on their name, especially when the person's no longer here. They can't defend themselves. They can't defend themselves. And you had 16 years to ask about this bullshit. And there's court documents on the case if anybody's curious about it. Yeah, you can go look it up. But you know, I'm so sick and tired of white folks and this birth of a nation bullshit. And when I say birth of a nation bullshit, I don't mean in that Turner movie. Mm-hmm. There's a movie out long, long time ago where there was no no sound to right. show you how old it is. Mm-hmm. With a white man with black face on, lusting and trying to rape and take advantage of a white woman. Mm-hmm. I don't know why y'all think black men are just bogarting their way to get to y'all pink ass pussy. <laughs> when y'all women is throwing that pink meat at them. I promise you, there's more interracial relationships than you can count. But, you know, with this Kobe Bryant situation in this interview, Gail King has been getting it. Oprah made an mm. appearance and recently had this to say about how she's dealing with it. She's not doing well. May I say she is not. She is not doing well because she has now death threats and has to now travel with security. And um, she's feeling very much attacked. You know, Bill Cosby is, is texting from, is, is, is tweeting. tweeting from jail. Uh, and uh, she's, not, she's not doing well and feels that um, she was put in a really terrible position because that interview had already ran. Mm-hmm. It was over. And in the context of the interview, everyone 
seemed fine, including Lisa Leslie. Mm -hmm. And it was only because somebody at the network uh, put up that clip and that and, and and I can see how people would obviously be very upset mm -hmm. if you thought that Gail was just trying to press to get uh, you know an answer from Lisa Leslie. But um, she 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 obviously all things pass. She will be okay. But um, she hasn't slept in two days. Really? What do you think about all that criticism? I think the vitriol is. I think anybody can criticize anything, but the misogynist vitriol and the attacking to the point where it is dangerous to be in the streets alone, because it's not just the people who are attacking, it's the other people who take that message and feel like they can do whatever they want to because of it. Now, I agree that it's gone too far. No, it has. It's gone too damn far. Even though I don't applaud everything that the, these two ladies do journalistically, yeah. there's no need to threaten anybody for trying to do their job, number one. Because even though she was in control of how that interview went down, and she had to suffer the consequences, had this question never came up. Yeah, it wouldn't, this would never be gone. But look, I, I, you know, I see what you're saying. Right. That you know, not to threaten their lives, but you two women are also threatening the livelihoods of these men. Mm -hmm. Some, and most of the men they talk about, besides R. Kelly, can't speak for them themselves. Mm hmm. And as a black woman, I am tired of seeing black women going after black men. Especially this age, because black women got a long history of having the back of black men 24-7. Oh, yeah. There's still plenty of them out there. Unfortunately, these two sisters are in the spotlight, and they have a major influence. So I understand there's questions, but like I said, the man just died. I thought it was an inappropriate question, even though she says the network edited everything in the interview. I still say the question, had it not been asked, you would have not had the opportunity to be edited. And how petty she was, really, you know. Yeah. You wouldn't have seen him do this. But you, it, it was just, you know, I think that that was just you know, a little too far. And then we get to Snoop Dogg, who was under a lot of fire, because he's the first one to respond about the interview itself. Check it out. Gail King. Out of pocket for that shit. Way out of pocket. What do you gain from that? I swear to God, we the worst. We the fucking worst. We expect more from you, Gail. Don't you hang out with Oprah? Why y'all attacking us? We your people. You ain't coming after fucking Harvey Weinstein asking them dumbass questions. I get sick of y'all. I want to call you one. Is it okay if I call her one? Funky dog head bitch. How dare you try to tarnish my motherfucking homeboy's reputation, punk motherfucker. Respect the family and back off, bitch, before we come get you. Snoop is a personal friend of Kobe Bryant's. Mm -hmm. You're going to feel some way if you say something about somebody you're very close to. True, true, that, true, that. Okay, true. so this is like a, you know, a two-sided situation because you feel a certain kind of way because of the personal connection, and then at the same time, you're like, okay, well, fuck you, bitch. No, fuck you, doghead, bitch. Right. But let me say something. Snoop has came out and spoke on things that has irritated me sometimes. Right, right, right. You know, not, not with Trump. I like that one. <laughs> but like when he was talking about um the remake of Roots, Mm -hmm. and how he started he just threw the word nigga around and I'm like you know what if you had watched that movie you would have saw that proud black man said I'm not a nigga I'm a Medinka mm -hmm. you know so things like that Snoop could go street sometimes black folks we need to come out the street yeah and just speak with intelligence and honesty and move on without the extra just, yeah just ask a question a basic question leave it alone before you start going to the insults and he did. Yeah. It started off okay. Right. Yeah. Why? What would you gonna gain from this? Mm -hmm. Good question, Snoop. Yeah. But doghead bitch. <laughs> and I mean, we're gonna come at you, we're gonna get you. Because first you chuckle at, but at the same time, why are black women the first ones on the line of fire when it comes to doing our job or just doing what we think at the time is right? And I know 
there's been many other derogatory statements made about Kobe Bryant. There was a white comedian. I forgot his name. I'm not going to even give him no glory on this yeah, platform. never go after the, the white, white journalist of the Washington Post yeah. that immediately went for that bullshit. I have not seen nobody go for none of these two folks as hard as they're going for Gail King. You know, it's the same thing I think about why is um Trayvon Martin's killer still walking. Right. And y'all got op- opportunity. <laughs> But I guarantee if it was somebody black that had did it, y'all be ready to whoop his ass. Right. It's just like, you know, I said it's a two-side situation. Yeah, we feel a certain way, but at the same time, how do we respond to it? How do do we be disrespectful? Do we be talking about all kind of crazy shit? And I'm not going to lie, I've indulged in the jokes. But at the same time, Gail King is a professional journalist. And there's many other journalists out here that have done more fucked up shit than Gail King. Okay, <laughs> but you know, black people, we we need to respond to each other mm-hmm. with respect and an educational, you know, answer. Mm-hmm. You know, drop mm-hmm. some knowledge on them instead of insults and threats. Right. And if you're gonna throw out threats, get them goddamn crackers. That's talking the shit. The same bullshit you give Gail, give that same energy to those folks there. For real, though, girl. As a matter of fact, it even got to the point where Bill Cosby got involved. Girl, Bill Cosby said he he pull out a snoop. But matter of fact, let me tell you something. This is some hypocritical bullshit. We all know the reputation of Bill Cosby, not why he's in jail, but as far as him as a comedian, like when we watched Eddie Murphy stand up and how he chastised Eddie on how to do a comedic performance. It's cursing. So all of a sudden, you hurrah Snoop Dogg. You know what I mean? And I think it's just because you may feel a certain way. I don't know if Oprah or Gail ever, you know, did a maybe an exclusive on the Cosby trial. I'm sure they had to report on it. But at the same time, I never knew there was an exclusive by them. I think Bill Cosby was able to appreciate what Snoop said because he did make a valid point. Yeah. Y'all don't never talk about Harvey Weinstein and all these white fucking freaks. Mm -hmm. Y'all don't never bring them up. Yep. You don't never drag them through the damn mud. Because Jeff Epstein is no longer with us. And he got major affiliation. I'm trying to see why we're not doing a background documentary or reporting on that situation. Because then black women know to stay in their goddamn place. With white <laughs> men stay in your motherfucking place. I'm just like, this man was notorious for his underground brothel with underage girls. Why are we not doing a report on that? And I still say some of the white folks killed him. They was fucking with them little girls. But Bill Cosby tweeting from jail's classic. I mean, I ain't heard. Well, first of all, does he even know how to work the phone? Is he got somebody else he doing it for him? He probably got some young dude that looked up to him coming up. I tweeted for you, Mr. Cosby. <laughs> Can I have a jello pudding? Hey, hey, hey. Okay. <laughs> Don't remind me because, you know, Bill Cosby did do this shit. He did this shit when he walked out of court. Girl, I was crying. I said, Bill, see, that's, that's the, the ninja coming out of you right now. <laughs> Bill Cosby said, fuck it, the white man after me. I can't win. Other than putting pops in the news, Erica Badu is getting ready to set this no. new fragrance on the market no. that's supposed to smell like her pudusi. I don't want her pudusi on my neck. <laughs> Bitch. Look, I love Erica Badu. Right. I'm a fan of her music. Mm-hmm. But I don't need your pussy on my damn wrist, arms, neck. Mm-mm. Right. But this interview she recently did with 10 Magazine, where she said that February 20th, Badoo Pussy will be made available. And you know what? It's just too much for me. That bitch has been watching too much of Eddie Murphy movies. <laughs> what was that movie again? Erica Badu was having a boomerang effect right now. <laughs> with that Grace Jones scene? Yes. <laughs> Have you ever smelled a pussy like this? <laughs> it's the essence. That's right. Of sex. Oh, my God. I don't want this. I don't need this. But look. Look at her past, though. She had men almost change her religions back in the day. When she, you know, dated Andre 3000. I thought it was 2000. Switched up. No, 3000. Okay. Whatever. And he switched up his whole style. And then Common admitted he wasn't able to eat for weeks after their breakup. Let me tell you something. It's them deer eyes. It's not the way her pudusy smells, okay? She got those hypnotizing deer eyes. Oh, Lord. And if you look into them, you just go, it's like, you, you trapped. But this is how the scent has been obtained. Of course, some old draws was given for the project. 
No. Yeah, old underwear. Jesus. And, you know, she doesn't wear them anymore. So uh, she said, hey, you know, just use this to make the fragrance, and here we go. Oh, my God. <laughs> but the what the process is, they cut up the panties in little tiny pieces. Right. <laughs> And you know what? You know, if you walk around ladies smelling this perfume, you gay. And the you know, they burn it afterwards and it makes like an ash so that I guess they can put it in some type of fluid and make the scent possible. I don't know how that process works. I ain't got time for it, that's how I know. I know when I grill anytime on the grill and I'm smoking some shit, I walk away smelling like the grill. Yeah, well, I'm still no. I'm just saying, if y'all women walk around smelling this damn perfume, mm. he's a lesbian. Well, hey, to each his own. The Oscar for Best Feature Length Documentary has gone to American Factory, the first documentary released by Barack and Michelle Obama's production company. Ooh. So, I mean, I'm liking all this. Last week we was talking about Michelle getting a Grammy for her book, Becoming. Now this. I haven't, actually, I'm going to be honest, I have not finished watching that documentary. I just love Obama. I don't care. I don't give a damn. I, you know, I will read an article about Obama scratching his ass. Right. I just love Obama. <laughs> Michelle Obama just fought it. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to look at it. You, you there for it. I'm for that. Not the participant perfume. Yeah, I just can't stand a lot of silly shit. To be moron. Yeah. To be moronic. Exactly. To be a moron. An imbecile. Yeah. Like the dumbest motherfucker that ever lived. It's just dumb. Outrageous headlines, it's time for Dumbish, and we are talking about this basketball team that jumped their coach right after a game. Mm. There's video footage of them floating around, beating up their coach. It's like five or six of these kids. This is raggedy. It's it's pitiful. Who who does that shit? Mm. We didn't do that in the 80s. Right. I I don't understand what's going on with today's youth because I've seen so many teachers getting jacked up in their classrooms. That's ain't mom and daddy's fault. And now they got basketball coaches getting their asses kicked after a game. What the hell is going on? Did they lose? (laughs) Maybe maybe your rebound suck, nigga. Maybe your your free throw, you can't dunk. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe it's on you. But it looks like in the footage, the coach was actually trying to stop the players from going to another student and unfortunately ended up being the blunt of the beatdown. Oh, that's it. We can't kick his ass. We won't kick yours. So, I mean, but why mm. is that even mm. necessary? Ignorance. It, anyway. You know, it always goes back to the parenting. Mm-hmm. And you parents nowadays, y'all suck. <laughs> I'm for real. Y'all are some lazy, trifling no consequences. Wanna, yeah, no consequences. And I want to be your best friend. And my thing, I was just listening. I love listening to these murder and serial killer podcasts. It's crazy. No, it's not that. It's just, you want to know the mindset of these crazy motherfuckers. And I was just listening to one today, and they said that their parents, there was like three siblings, and this actual child that was spoiled beyond belief and was mm. rewarded for bullshit, and turned out. Just to do what the fuck he wanted to do, start killing folks. Oh, that's what they do. That's, yeah, what they do. I, that's part of like. Was the, he a Taurus? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying, I read an article that most serial killers are Taurus. I know you forwarded me that article. Yeah, that I'm was... not dating them Negroes. I can't do it. <laughs> anyway. that's serious. An inspiring rapper. You know, it costs money to get your rap career off the ground, but he could spend the next 20 years in jail because of stealing steal? an amount of $4 million to fund his music career. Oh, he was trying to better himself. He got caught up. His stage name is Chad Focus. Chad Focus. He wasn't focused. Right. He pleaded guilty in federal court to charges that stem from his use of a company's American Express card. As part of his plea, prosecutors decided Mm. to drop six more related charges, which included wire fraud, aggravated identity theft. Mm. I mean, this is some shit. How do you get $4 million to stem your rap career? First of all, how old are you I, again? <laughs> For a million, at least he wasn't doing no bullshit. But he's, you know, like five hundred dollars. He's I mean, thirty-one. I, well, you too old, bro. right? <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. You too old for this shit. I, I thought you say he was 20. No, he's 31 years old trying to fund a rap career. Maybe your rap is over. Right. It was over ten years ago. I'm sorry. Ask anybody in the business. Jay-Z started at 17. Dude, right. you're late. You are so late. If you don't get your foundation done while you're young, you are done. Yeah, that ain't for you, boo-boo. But the credit card was used from 2015 to 2018. So he just, you know, skimming off the top and getting all this stuff 
stashed away for this rap career. Four million dollars, you could have saved that shit and relocated <laughs> and had a, a lovely life. And you know, overseas, that money would have went far. You could have opened up a studio, anything, anything, but a rap and, career and, and help younger rappers that had a chance. <laughs> But you know, I just read where this dude had just got hot at a gas station. I don't know what state it was. And stole on his first day. Yeah, we're talking about that, man. Oh, fact. girl, let's get to it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I said, dude, this dude in Connecticut pulled off what may be the highest thing. I mean, perfect crime. And he's black, too. Because the employer doesn't even know his name. How do you hire somebody you don't know his name, but they got away with $17,000 worth of merchandise and cash? Mm, he gone. And he grabbed his employee file while he was at it. That's what oh, kills smart. me. Like, <laughs> you ain't gonna find shit on me. I'm ghost. <laughs> was a clever crook. I mean, girl... That's not bad for one day of employment, $17,000. Shit, the show ain't. (laughs) Been working since August. I ain't got that yet. (laughs) He stole a book of lottery tickets, 89 boxes of cigarettes. Oh, he gonna steal it in who? Okay, Cash, the owner who was not on the premises at the time, at the time of the incident, admits he only realized something went wrong when he looked at the store's security cameras via an app on his phone and knows no one was working the register. He got Oh, he <laughs> worked the register, boo-boo. He gone. He don't, he don't work that motherfucker already. <laughs> I got your new ports and coos. I got all this shit. Oh, Lotto tickets, God. I'm gone. Now, can I stand when I read stories of the abuse of special need children? Mm-mm. I can't stand it. And this mother has accused the school district of mishandling the incident last November, saying her daughter unknowingly made a gesture which caused a disciplinary investigation. Mm. She has Down syndrome. I read that article. Yes. She did like the finger sound. Like, you know, she shoot. made a finger motion and they called the police on this child. Bitch, really? Well, you know what? These are some punk-ass teachers. These are some punk-ass teachers instead of knowing what the conditions are. As this child has special needs, you got to handle it with extra care. You call the police on a child making a finger gesture. That is, I mean, because I see videos all the time that pisses me off to my core about autistic students getting handcuffed and getting tormented before their parents even have the opportunity to show up. I find out. I need to know the cop. (laughs) Bitch, I'm going to jail that day. Oh, I'm going to jail. <laughs> Go ahead and get my credit, my debit card. Get that shit together because it's going down. Because you're going to bail me the fuck out. Now, if you deleted your ex off of the Instagram, mm. this is a chance you may want to go back and get that picture because Burger King is offering an exclusive offer on Valentine's Day where if you show a picture of your ex on Valentine's Day, you'll get a free Whopper. Oh, whoop you fucking do. Right. <laughs> That Whopper and his ass gonna give me heartburn. That ain't even worth the space on my memory. Please. They only have four locations that are included in this promotion. Uh, One's in New York, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and Boston. San Francisco have a lot of same sex (laughs) This bitch tore my butthole out. (laughs) Dumbass ever. Kill him. It is time for us to wrap this on up. Girl, really? But we want to leave you with a positive incentive here. No. Well, because there's a lot of men that get involved with women, and sometimes these women are very powerful. They have very high positions, uh, high images in the community. Yes. And men sometimes can be intimidated by that. Oh, he's a weak bitch. Right. And they tend to leave these type of women. She's too powerful. I can't compete with her or I'm not even in her lane. Oh, you little limp dick. (laughs) (laughs) Little limp noodles. And you know, most of the time they will do that because they fear that she's going to leave him first. Mm. It's almost like a race because, okay, she got all this going on for herself. Why she need me? Why is she going to have me in the picture for any time that's going to be a long period of time? I might as well be out. He was really sucking the bed too. For you. Because if a man know, I, man, I know I can lay that pipe. You know what? You think about them Tyler Perry movies about the broke brother that came along and just swept a woman off her feet. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, come on now. That's Tyler hope. Perry movies is full of shit. <laughs> so was Queen Latifah's. Queen Latifah got like fine ass motherfuckers busting out. You know, I'm taking my trash out. And you got Jesse Aquaman standing there. <laughs> Bitch, that ain't real. That ain't real. 
Oh my God. And sometimes your partner may think you're doing a comparison thing. Well, like if you work with a lot of successful men and you come home and like, okay, are you comparing me to Chad? Are you comparing me to Devon? Are you comparing <laughs> Boy, bye. If I want to Chad, you wouldn't be here. Right. Chad would be here. Devon. <laughs> whoever. They would be here, not you. Right. So, I mean, they need to take an ease back on that because women have choices. And a choice is they want to be with you and flourish with you. I don't want you to trip off of whatever you think your situation is. But you know what? This might be an endorsement to that behavior because powerful women can't be there all the time. Yeah. You know, because when you are a powerful woman, because you are working on career, making moves, and sometimes you can't make that time for your man as you would like to. You can't get no pickle tickle. Right. (laughs) I'll be back. So that might be taken personally from his perspective because he's like, okay, you don't never make no time. Because we as women, if you really are into me, you're going to make time for me. Trust me, men feel that too. You got to get a check trick. Don't you want to eat? Don't you want a roof over your head? <laughs> Shut up. I'll be back when I be back. <laughs> it's the same way women feel when they deal with a powerful man. Mm-hmm. Baby, we ain't went out lately. Right. Baby, you ain't went down on me lately. Right. Baby, you come home late all the time. Mm-hmm. Everybody, shut the fuck up. When you're a powerful woman, you have a lot of commitments outside your home. Mm-hmm. But when you make a commitment at home, keep that commitment at home. Don't just blow it off like you would somebody you really don't want to have a meeting with oh, yeah. or have a conference call with. Vice versa. But that is a bigger priority when you have your career, you're supposed to leave it at the door. Then when you come home, I made a commitment to be at home at 730. We're going to sit down, have dinner, Netflix, and chill. Child, and I got my liquor stones on. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> you're so damn stupid. I'm just saying, you know, let's be ready. Now, when your man's ego gets affected, his ego may be hurting the situation. They could be quite fragile. I ain't got time for that. Don't let all that huffing and puffing fool you. It's odd and sad because when a woman's male partner becomes successful, she doesn't start to look at the inward situation and say, oh, oh no, this makes me look bad. You know, men will do that same situation. Don't don't think just because you're a woman and men process things differently, they don't have the same thought pattern going on in their mind. Oh, they little bitches. <laughs> yeah, you got your bitch nigga, baby. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want them. Oh, my God. And then again, you have to look at if your ego is so fragile, you'll start imagining, okay, well, if says I'm feeling this way by myself, she may seek manhood elsewhere. He sound like a woman. Right. <laughs> Overthinking shit. See, that's the first thing. Don't date a bitch man, okay? Period. I don't care if you rich, broke. Oh, it ain't worth it. It ain't no. It ain't no. worth it. Your sanity costs more than anything on this situation. Because as a man, you thinking he's going to think like a man. Right. He know you hustling. Mm-hmm. He know you working. He should have faith in you, trust right. you. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, because you a bitch ass man. <laughs> and I have no time for that. And they feel if they can't provide, they're useless. And that situation is a man thing. I'm not going to even lie. Uh, It's a man thing when they feel that they can't put more paper on the table than you. Then there's a situation going on where they don't feel like they're superior in that relationship. Can you put more orgasms on the chart? (laughs) Okay, we leveling up. We leveling up. We look, we get girl levels even. I make the bread, you make the cum. You get the stress off my day. Yes. Oh, my God. You are such an idiot. I promise you. I'm telling you. the truth. Uh, you are telling the truth. Uh, truly, there's quite an acquainted ideology. If a man thinks he can't provide resources like money, food, or shelter, he has nothing to offer, nobody wants to feel that way of a woman. Mm. Now, a woman can make it less. And people see what she brings to the table in the relationship. And there's like, oh, she's so supportive. She works hard, even though she doesn't make the same amount of money you do. That's because we, we come with two of extra things. Titties and coochie. <laughs> and support. <laughs> and those things have way more value than penis. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. But you know, if a woman is extremely successful, 
it looks like she's being pulled in a million different directions. So if her attention is this way, she always has like phone calls. She's got emails coming in. Life demands a lot of her. Now her partner cannot have her attention all the time. Mm. So day night might be interrupted with a quick work call. Now I say if you are a successful woman, you're going to have to turn that damn phone off. Yes. Especially if you don't plan day night. Right. If you have made plans with your man and all of a sudden you find yourself taking a call from, you know, something that's affiliated with your business, that's killing the whole vibe. Yeah, because if I have to answer that phone, look, I got licorice thongs on and right. in my ass right now because you eating into my time. These thongs ain't supposed to be on so long. Don't call no more. Yes. Oh, Lord, but I, I feel you on that one. But when a woman also are used to having to share their partner's attentions with his career, it's always understood that your partner may need to work on a few hours when they need to be on vacation. Yeah. So if you need that time to break away from both of your situation, his situation, so you guys can reconnect some way, make sure you guys take the time for yourselves. Yes. And trophy husband jokes. Ladies, let me tell you something. Even though you got a fine ass man on your arm and you might be the more successful person in your situation. Do not sit up here and refer to your man ever, ever, ever as a trophy husband. No, that's disrespectful. Because I know as a woman, do you want to be referred to as a trophy wife? That means that your intellect is not respected. No. Your emotions are not respected. No. You're just there for show. That I do more than show. <laughs> but when you do that to a man, like you just you have just castrated him. Right. It, pretty much. That's how it goes. You can't castrate a brother all the time like that. You can't castrate a brother. Never. You want a thing to work. So those are just a couple things. If you're a successful woman that you're moving up in your career and making moves, take in consideration how your partner feels and he should understand that, hey, I was already in this before you came in my life, so we're going to have to level this out and work it out somehow. Oh, level playing fields, nigga. Make sure you follow the Gossman Heifers on Spotify and hit us up for more sponsorship opportunities. So until next time, people, peace. I holla. Peace.